All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50, I got 50 for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada. The parts you need when you want them. Holy shit. Hey, we can swear. That's, everyone's like... That's the thing in the podcast world yeah. is we can swear. We can swear whenever we want. I'm just excited that we can talk about whatever we want, and I don't have to backsell Nickelback for a change. I can just have fun stuff. People listening are like, I don't understand what happened. Did Bag Milk's voice drop three octaves, and suddenly he sounds like Yukon Jack from the Bear? No, in fact, it, it is, is the me. real Yukon Jack. It is me. Entering the realm of podcasting, this is... Uh, we're going to get into this a little bit more and explain how everything is wrestling. But for me, this is a wrestling moment. Yeah. Because I would perceive myself to be a bit of a heel, which is a bad guy. Right. In the hockey world. Sure. Because I, uh, you know, I, I fly the flag of the orange and blue and, and I'm a casual fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not a diehard. I didn't watch hockey growing up. I'm an immigrant. Grew up in a weird Scottish household, and I'm a wrestling fan. And anytime I get to come over to TSN 1260 and talk wrestling, I get met with backlash. So, right. guess what, wrestling, or guess what, uh, hockey nerds, I'm in your world now. Yeah. Worlds are colliding. Oh, they're colliding. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, this is where we're at. So, this is this is your podcast. Yeah, this is the real life podcast. Explain to me what this is all sure. about. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for coming on the show. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's uh, 42 episodes deep. It might be 44. I don't know. Oh. I'm rounding. But what we're here to talk about today, which is very, very exciting, is that we've gone into business together. Yeah, a partnership. We're partners. And yeah. this is weird because um, I've admired the entire crew at Oilers Nation for many years. Outlandish. How long have you guys been at it? This is our 10th year in Ten November years. 27th. And then you, under the guise of this, this, I'm insanely jealous of this shtick, this character, this gimmick of yeah. Wanye Gretz. Yeah, not a gimmick. 
No, just a what? fake name and a fake life. <laughs> that's that's a gimmick. Yeah. So I, I admired that for a long time because when I got into broadcast, my one of the things that really, really appealed to me was the anonymity of it all. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, this is 20 years ago, no Facebook, no Twitter, no nothing. You might get your face up on a billboard once again or once in a while, but nobody knew what anybody looked like. Nobody knew real names. We all had stupid names yeah. like Yukon Jack. Yeah. This is before you know guys were pulling back the curtain like Mark Majot and just being themselves oh, and ruining yeah. it for everyone. And you still get to live that shtick. Yeah. Meanwhile, people know my kids' names and they know what I look like and they... And there's no anonymity anymore. Like you're a high priced celebrity. Uh, your diamond <laughs> shoes don't fit, and all your hundreds don't go into your wallet in the same. But there was a magic about you know that that luchador mask yeah. or the superhero or the supervillain, that alter ego, and that's gone now. But you somehow through the internet yeah. have managed to, uh, to 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 capitalize on that. And I remember the first time I met you, we were at one of Jason Greger's events. I was extraordinarily drunk as I like to be. I couldn't even tell. So I'm you're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah, I was very nervous to talk to you. It was like and, talking to the Pope or some shit. I tell people that it is one of the. And this just sounds like a big circle jerk in here. We'll get past this. There's only two of us in the circle. It's yeah. a line jerk. <laughs> it's back and forth. <laughs> but I was. I went up to the bar to order a round of drinks. You offered to buy me a drink, and I said, "No, no, I'm getting some for some friends." And you're like, "No, no, we're." Uh, we're Twitter friends, yeah. and I love meeting people that I talk to on Twitter sure. because there is that pulling back of the curtain. And then you, as Wanya, you're like the biggest one. No. So I was. it was one of the few times I was, and I feel stupid for saying it because it's such a silly character, but I was legitimately starstruck. I'm like, oh, that's Wanya Gretz. <laughs> and then I met him, and then I was walking around the bar, I'm like, hey, I met that Wanya guy here, and then I couldn't remember which one you were. And then I, I disappeared. Was, I ran away. Guy, yeah, you yeah. were gone. Oh, poof, yeah. in a puff of smoke. Uh-huh. And here we are working together. I swore to myself when we they started, the Oilers Nation started to get traction. I was like, I can't all of a sudden be like, hey, guess who my friends are? This, that, and the other, and I'm a super cool guy, right. and blah, blah, blah. And I guess I did it at a glacier pace, but like, for me, having Jason Greger's phone number and Yukon Jack's phone number in my phone, I'm basically Iron Man at this point. And you, uh, my normal friends are just like, what are you going to do? What are you doing? And so what do we do? We bought a wrestling website. Yeah. Yeah, we bought allwrestling.com. I think that's probably a good place to take a break. We'll tee that up. See, I'm going to teach you some Jeez, wrestling. Louise. Hey, Michelle's like, we've entered a new realm here. You're waving. Yeah. I told you so to take a break in six minutes. Oh, never. Right. He's giving me hand signals already. Oh, yeah. But this is it. So that, that's a good chance to, uh, we'll take a break there. Yeah. And then we'll we'll tee that up. Right. And Industry then we'll follow through and we'll talk about allwrestling.com and everything that's coming down the pipe. Because it's pretty exciting stuff. It's late. And you just finished a full day of work. Your equipment is done for the day and tomorrow bright and early you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly, but there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. With over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parts.cat.com, getting that part just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today, parts.cat.com. We're back. You see, one of the weird things about podcast is I always imagine like on the radio when you take yeah. a break it's like five minutes it can be right and there yeah. are however long commercials are but when I first started doing podcasts with Gregor he'd be like and we're taking a break and we're back and yeah. I'm like that was like one second I thought There's... that we get to frame our thoughts and you have can. a stretch it can be as long as you want like yeah. watch this Okay, and then we're back. What yeah. they don't know is we just left for yeah. 45 That's minutes. Right. We went got burgers. We had a pizza, and we're back. Yeah. Or did we? Or you never did know. did we? The magic of the internet. So, You'll never know. Uh, when we left, though, we were talking about allwrestling.com. Yeah, our brave new adventure. Yeah, and it's exciting. Um, the online wrestling community 
and the online hockey community. Uh, the hockey fans may not like to hear this, but they're remarkably similar mm-hmm. in a number of aspects, especially the Oilers fans, mm-hmm. you know, and and Oilers Nation. Because let's face it, it's been a long ten years here, and it's been a you know the decade of darkness and downtrodden and cast away, and just kind of the 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 bottom rung on the sports fan. It was the Oilers fan, and below that. Is a pro wrestling fan. Is a pro wrestling fan. So I this summer I was looking for. You know, I'm always keeping my eyes open for sites that we can buy, sites that we can partner with. Mm-hmm. The Nation Network uh, is now 12 sites, and I was talking to a guy, and he said, "You know, what you guys should do is wrestling." And I, this is not offensive you to you. Literally know nothing about wrestling. Less than nothing. But I don't like, know anything about anything. I know like three topics encyclopedically, right. and then nothing about the rest of the world. Jesus so God. you can throw this on the pile of shit I don't know. Right. But I was talking to this guy, and he said, "You know, I got out of wrestling. I used to love it when I was little." Mm-hmm. And then I got out of it and I got into my life. But That's I, the guy I want. Exactly. And that, okay. but so then he had kids. Right. So now he finds himself at wrestling and he finds oh. himself watching wrestling all the time. He's like, I forgot how much I loved wrestling. So I started that in my brain next yep. to three other facts. And I'm looking one day on a marketplace website that buys and sells websites. Yeah. And I see this site for sale called allwrestling.com. Right. And I think, oh, it's pretty interesting. So I go and take a look at it, and the price is reasonable, and the founder of the site still wants to be involved. And mm-hmm. that's a really good Nation Network deal, right? Because when we go into a space like Hockey Fights or we go into Daily Face-Off, which is stats for nerds, we want to try and keep the site founders on board because generally it's their passion. It's their Oilers Nation. They know what they're doing. They know how it works. Right. You can just elevate it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then um, we're talking with the founder of All Wrestling and he's like, yeah, you know, I used to have a podcast and it used to get tons of downloads and I stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. So there's another fact stored in my brain is that mm-hmm. you can do wrestling podcasts. And then one day I was just sitting there and all my little moons aligned in my brain. I was like, you know what we should do? Because I know that you're a massive wrestling Huge. fan. Like yeah. the word on the street is Majo and Yukon mm-hmm. love wrestling. I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if all of a sudden, like when we started Oilers Nation, we got Robin Brownlee really early on. Right. And that gave us credibility. And then Brownlee's we- a wrestling fan. Is he? He's a closeted wrestling fan. And that's something that's going to happen throughout this. I'm going to out-wrestling Yeah, I think that's really cool. He's one of those that, you know, he's old school. Yeah. But he knows the old guys. And anytime I tweet about wrestling, he'll chime in with a reference to Tweet Tweet Tommaso or Sweet Daddy Seeky or guys that I... You know, they go back further than I do. I know of them, but yeah. he's a wrestling fan. Okay, so, so so then we got Gregor, and then all of a sudden now we're mainstream. We're big time. Jason Gregor and all of his amazing talents and network, and all of a sudden now Oilers Nation is a credible thing. So whenever we're looking for a site, I'm always trying to think, like, who's the Gregor of that? Mm. Who's the guy who's going to come in with a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of exposure already, who can come in and elevate the site? Mm-hmm. So we went into HAPS. Right. And when Haps did we go to HAPS? Else. Like June? It was a while yeah, now. A few there was, months ago. Yeah. Sassy waitress at half. Oh, and I was so nervous, right? Oh. Like going to meet Yukon Jack. My God in heaven, this is yep. like I'm in over my head here because like oh. you're the guy from Big Yap. You're the guy whose patience is thin. And I feel like yeah. if I go and act like an asshole, you'll gut me and throw me out <laughs> into the road. But you found that not to be the case. No, you gave because, me a jar of honey. Because everything is wrestling, Wanye. The Yukon Jack shtick is uh, it's it's me with the volume cranked up. Yeah. I don't really care about that many things. Like I, when I go home, I close the gate yeah. and I worry about what's at home. Right. I don't. I don't care, but I pretend to care because right. it's the show. Well, to the right? us, us civilians, they you're know. dialed right. into every topic on earth, and I hate everybody, and I'm a loud mouth and a hot head. But yeah, that's not the case at all. And I, yeah, I brought you honey. You brought me honey, which people at my house have regularly mistaken for a jar of pee. 
Yeah. And I, I left it on a shelf. They're like, did you put, and like, I, I live with four people. And that's, three of them asked me if it was a jar of my pee. And I'm hey, like, that's a red flag that they think that you're the type of well, guy that might I'm, store your own piss. You know the story with Howard Stur- or Howard Hughes, right? Yeah. You, and he, he jars? Jug- jars and jars. I'm like, do you really think that this is like my first Howard Hughesy and yeah. pee jar? Like, yeah. this is the way we're going? And it was really sad because all my roommates were like, yes, we uh, do think that you'll keep jars of your pee on hand. Sad. But it's Yukon Jack honey. Because I'm a beekeeper. You're a beekeeper. And this is when right? I started learning all these weird facts about you that I didn't know. That doesn't fit with the shtick. And then I was super mesmerized. Like, mm. wow, this Yukon Jack, he's got it all figured out. He's got the bees. He's got the radio show. Mm. He's got the babe wife and the nice kids and the palatial estate. And I'm like, okay, it's time to go into business. So I pitched you. Right. What did you think? Were you like, who the hell is this nerd and why does he um, want to get me into biz? Well, no, because I, I had, like I said, I admired the way you guys had been doing business for a few years. And I thought, you know, it's a shame I don't really care that much about hockey because it'd be great to work with these guys. Of mm. all the people that I've formed partnerships with That's shocking that you would throughout the that city. Yeah, no, I, I, the number one thing that struck me uh, between all of you guys at the nation, it largely was just the positivity. Mm-hmm. Even through the dark years of the Oilers sucking, um, it, everything, you know, uh, had a wink and a nod. And it was, it was chipper and upbeat. And the internet is such a horrible, angry place. Yeah. That I thought that was really refreshing. And wrestling or hockey, everybody's an expert, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's an armchair GM because they they went 82-0 and 0 in Chell 97 or whatever on the Sega yeah. Dreamcast. So <laughs> everybody's an expert, and, and wrestling's the same way. The fantasy bookers, well, why don't they do this with this guy? Why don't they do this with that guy? They're experts. You're not. You're a fan. Like enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, and I, and sure. I found you guys had this kind of childish innocence <laughs> going through the world of hockey yeah. that I that I found quite refreshing online. So, uh, yeah, when you, when you pitched me, uh, you know, obviously I had a bunch of questions to ask. Yeah. But was in initially very excited about it all, and uh, it's just grown and grown from there. And and the more we've talked over the months and planned things out, it's it's been a refreshing change from the corporate culture that I work with. And even even at a rock radio station like the Bear, mm-hmm. it's it's Bell Media and it's very corporate, publicly and, traded, and publicly traded. Mm-hmm. And you're accountable to uh, you know to to your investors and and your owners. And uh, they don't like to spend a dime to make a dime. They just want to cut a dime. So it, it, to hear you guys go, no, here's an idea, here's an idea, here's an idea. We want you to do what, what, what you're good at. And it just, it's been a very refreshing change, and I'm looking forward to getting it off the ground. Oh, it's super cool. Like I did a little uh, survey of nation users, right? Occasionally uh-huh. I'll slide a survey out, get 100 responses, yep. and then take the data back to my secret cave and analyze it. And I'm looking at this. So we, we'll do 135 million visitors in the next 12 months in the nation wow. network. And I think it was like 16% of those people in my survey, which uh-huh. is statistically significant, but I won't bore you to death with math. Nerd! Said, I love wrestling. Yeah. And another like 35% of people said, I used to love wrestling, mm. but I don't anymore. Now, that's the second time. I want to stop you there. Yeah. Because that's the demographic I want. Because to me, there's, there's, there's two types of... As a wrestling fan and as an Oilers fan, you, you find that you're always defending yourself and defending your team or defending your sport or your sports entertainment. And and I think the wrestling fan, there's two types. So the number one defense that you get, you get less and less of it now is, uh, oh, it's so fake. Well, are we still having this conversation? Like the curtain was pulled back 20 years ago and they change it to sports entertainment and we understand and, we, and that's exhausting and I'm not even going to go down that road again. But the other one that I find sad 
is the guy who says, ah, I used to be a fan, but I outgrew it. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? To me, that's sad. Like, did you outgrow movies? Did you outgrow comic books? Maybe. Right? Did you, comic books is a really good proxy, actually. It, it yeah. is really good. And it's that's, a kid's thing, but so many people are like, you want to see my $800 Iron Man figurine? <laughs> what the hell? There you go. Yeah. Like, so to me, that's kind of sad that you don't have to outgrow wrestling. And, and the way I, I look at it is I'm kind of permanent. I think you're a little bit the same way. Um, I'm kind of permanently stunted at a positively stunted at about nine years old. Yeah. It's kind of like my oh, yeah. level of maturity. Like, old enough to comprehend what's going on, but young enough to not really care and, and young enough to, to be silly enough to enjoy it for what it is. My soul is like a 13-year-old Japanese girl. 13 and I'm just ago. super jacked about boy bands and I'm super jacked about yeah. dumb stuff. And, and you I, don't give I a giggle shit. Behind my, I could give two shits what anybody thinks there about you, me. And that's, that's an admirable quality. And I think yeah. a lot of guys lost that along the way. And like your friend that you talked about earlier, sometimes it takes a son to, to come into your life or a daughter to come in and reintroduce you to that. Yeah. And I think this uh, Everything is Wrestling podcast and allwrestling.com is an opportunity to do that. So I, I, I think as we move forward, and this is something we'll get into further in uh, in the debut episode of Everything is Wrestling, um, I want to cater to that guy and I want to, uh, I, I don't want to be super hardcore, uh, Corsi yeah. stat of the wrestling. I don't want recap and analysis. Right. I want the fun stuff. Yeah. I want the real the life editorial content. stories. The editorial and the, the reaction to the stuff that's happening. There's two. There's enough insider analysis and quote unquote experts from guys who are just fans like me. Mm-hmm. Um, they can have that. I think we should do something different and I'm pretty excited about it. Really well, excited. One of the things that was interesting about Oilers Nation when we started it was I envisioned it as like a poker table. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting around playing poker with your buddies, and you've got your nerdy friend, mm-hmm. and he only wants to talk about stats. And then you got your other buddy, and his he's like second cousins with Kevin Lowe's trainer, mm-hmm. so he's got the inside information. But what I didn't like about mainstream sports media, by and large, was that people talk down to fans. Yeah. So if I had to listen to Dan Tenser one more time talk down to me on the radio as an Oilers fan, my head was going to explode. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why don't people just be nice to each other? Why can't mm-hmm. we just talk across and not down to each other? And what's interesting, you mentioned, you know, someone like Dan Tenser. We can say his name now because he's not on the radio. Before, I would refuse. Let's use Jason Greger as an example. Well, he doesn't talk down to people. But just an example. Or Robin Brownlee. Sure. He talks down to people. Or or any of those guys. Any of the mainstream sports media. um, What makes their opinion matter more than anyone else's? Generally, knowledge. Yeah, right? but but, <laughs> but but in this day and age, yeah. who's to say they have more knowledge than anyone else? Maybe they're a little more... Pri- to me, the only guys that are qualified to be quote-unquote experts or yeah. are guys that have hopped the boards to kill a five-on-three. Sure. You know what I mean? Strudwick. Yeah, he's an expert. Guess what, Strudwick? Your opinion matters more than Gregor's because yeah. you've done it. And, and I think there's so many guys offering up this expert analysis. You're not going to get that here. I'm just a fan. You're well, just a fan. It's funny that you mentioned level. Gregor and Strudwick. So I didn't ever want to have an NHL player involved with Oilers Nation mm-hmm. because I didn't want someone to come talk down to us, right? right? And Gregor, you know how he is. He's a very forceful fella, and he yeah. says to me, uh, we're going to bring a, an Oiler on, an ex-Oiler. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. Right. And he said, listen. Who did you think it was at that point? I had no clue. No I've ne- clue. Like, I'd never, I've never met an active Oiler, right? Uh-huh. I, met, I met Matt Hen- Matt Hendricks this year on a podcast, and I was at a nervous breakdown. So, yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not in that circle. Yeah. I'm not. We had Jim Jerome on the show last week, and he's like, I rolled into town in a Molson delivery van in 1985, and three hours later, I'm best friends with Gretzky. Like, yeah. that's not me. No. I like math. Yeah. I like being and at you home. You don't like people. No, no, I like people. I'm just, 
uncomfortable around them, like many sure. on the internet and computer types. Yeah. And that's all I've always been that way, right? Like I was never the cool kid in school. I was the nerdy guy who sat in the back of the room and did whatever he thought was funny at the time. But like I wasn't necessarily the class clown or I wasn't anything like that. I was just like the weird guy, right? Mm-hmm. But it was Gregor that started pumping your tire. Mm-hmm. And we we're talking about broadcasting. He's like, that Yukon Jack, he's the only one with any sense in this city. He's the only mm-hmm. one, blah, 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 blah. And so again, we have Gregor to, to thank for this, right? Or blame. Or blame, yeah. And, and, I think it's really interesting because it's Edmontonians hooking up Edmontonians. And one of the things I'm also really proud about is like allwrestling.com. I think there was like 62 Edmonton visitors last year. Right. Like it's negligible. Right. So we're taking Yukon Jack, Edmonton superstar, and dropping him in the States and global. I think our second highest country for traffic is England and our third highest traffic country for traffic rather is Australia and fourth is Canada. And that's going to be something strange for me. Um, and excuse me throughout all of this the nerves the i don't i've always been in a world of of terrestrial terrestrial broadcasting um we're fighting and that's that's my day job uh we're fighting against the podcast and the iTunes and the the streaming music services and and all these other forms of 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 entertainment um and the way we fight that generally is to try and be local so mm-hmm. we talk about the arena deal. Mm-hmm. We talk about the, the traffic snarl on the Quinnell Bridge. We talk about all these things to try and localize these stories um, because you're not going to get that elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Now I'm crossing over into that world. And, and now when I make a reference to the old timers cabin on 99th Street, nobody's going to get that. So what you got to do is you got to flip it. And really what you're talking about is like very niche information where the audience mm-hmm. on the bear is like, uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. on the Quinnell Bridge. You got to find the equivalents for wrestling fans. Right. And because you're a massive wrestling fan, that'll actually, I think, in the long run be more fun for you to talk about mm-hmm. than perhaps the snarl on the yellowhead again today yeah. or whatever it may be. Because you as a super wrestling fan, you can talk about whatever you want. You can get the guests you want. You can do the thing you want. You know, one of the things we were when I was pitching, I was like, imagine we went to Japan and we went to one of those weird yeah. Japanese wrestling things where there's like broken glass, a firework goes <laughs> off and shit. And I don't even know anything about wrestling. I know that happens. Like, yeah. that's something we can totally do working on this. We can go to Japan and we can. We need to go to Japan. We need to go to Japan right now is what you're saying. There's uh, and we're back from Japan. See, yeah, people don't we know. Were just there. They have no idea. Oh man, the sushi oh, was the unbelievable. Sake still hung oh, over. Chicks were jet lag yeah. geishas. Japan, <laughs> but you can. You can. And so, for better or for worse, on the internet. You can have enough rope to hang yourself. Mm-hmm. You can go out and you can make an ass of yourself on Twitter and you're trending and then you say something offside and next thing you know, you're getting hate mail. You can go out there and be a scumbag and try and pick up chicks really greasily sliding up in their DMs. Or if you're me and I just love the Oilers, I've not had that many bad experiences on social media. because You've never been in trouble? No, no. No, I mean, I've only really disrespected a couple people online. I only blocked two people. One was a girl I liked. Like, it wasn't very mm. – I'm not set to go to war with people. If you let me off, I'll tell you to get sure. fucked. But I'm not I'm not an angry guy. I'm no. not a mean guy. I don't look to go pick fights with people because that's not who I am offline. It's not who I am online. Mm-hmm. But I think the concept of you being introduced to, like – I think all wrestling's maybe about 700,000 visitors a year. Mm-hmm. And I think just <laughs> you two introducing yourselves to each other is going to be amazing. It's going to be weird. Oh yeah, and the other thing that I'm struggling with, struggling is not the right word. I need to I need to come up with a better term for it. Processing. Processing. Yeah. There you go. That's an the, internet thing we say when we don't know what we're doing. We're processing. Good. So I am processing, um, more so even than than talk radio. Uh, you know wh- what I'm doing on a mainstream rock station is tight and bright 
and quick and on to the next thing and tee it up, knock it down, and four minutes, you're out to commercial. Sure. That's it. Well, now we got 45 minutes to play with. Now we got an hour to play with. And I'm thinking, I'm processing, can I do that? Can I, can I not edit myself to the point where I can fill time? But I don't want it to be filling time. I don't want to feel like we're out here, you know, singing and dancing. I want mm-hmm. still content. We know the difference between, like they say, a job and a career, right? So if you're like a dishwasher, and I've, di- I've been a dishwasher, you're, a di- you're washing dishes and you got one eye on the clock the entire time when you're counting down. Whereas a career, you're like, holy shit, where did this week go? Right. Right? And I think that, you know, filling time would only be the case if you're scrubbing dishes and looking at the clock. Mm. It's going to go the other way for you. Where you're going to be like, oh, shit, there was that seven-hour podcast I accidentally just bombed out. Right. Right? And so tonight, we're doing something really innovative, I think, and that we're doing a two-part podcast. And this is going to go out next week. We're actually in the past, people. And then the second half of the show is going to be the inaugural episode of Everything is Wrestling. Right. That's really cool. And you're going to sit in for that? I'm going to sit in for that and, and embarrass get, myself. Get you up. That's no embarrassment. No, I don't, don't feel shame. I think um, some of the things that we need to do with you, just just for your own life, is yeah. expose you to some of this stuff. Yeah. So you never had, as, as a kid, you never had someone in your life take you to a wrestling show no. You didn't have an auntie who watched wrestling? No. It was just hockey. That was it. No, my parents didn't even like hockey. My parents, I didn't, I think before the age, when I got, I got season tickets when I was 14. Right. I shoveled all my neighbor's snow. I've told this story in the podcast before sure. to elicit sympathy from people. But I used to shovel all the snow and go to the games with my grandma, who was like 88. Yeah. That started in about 95. Prior to that point, I bet you I'd been to five games. Right. It was just something that I picked up on my own. I mean, it's not crazy to be an Oilers fan no, if you're an Edmonton it's kid. Easy, yeah. But my parents weren't of the of the wrestling type or the sports type at all. Right? Mm. Our house was more cerebral, nerdy shit, and that's how my parents were. My mom's a microbiologist. My dad's an accountant. Right? Like, wow. they're we're not we're not doing. So I, I wasn't exposed to it. Is the point right? I think the only memory I really have of wrestling growing up was there was like a like a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam, and it was okay. like in Toronto. Yep. And it was unbelievable. WrestleMania 10. That Everyone. Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. Yes. Right? What year would that have been? Oh, geez. That's got to be. What are we at? Majot. He's, he's, he's clicking and clacking. Many years ago. Yeah, like well 88 over to 91, somewhere in there, I'm going to yeah, guess. Because I was a tot. And yeah. I remember watching that and just being like, oh. But I didn't. I didn't have any affinity for anybody. Right. I don't know what's happening. But I'm still the same way now. Like, I'm an extraordinarily unpopular person to deal with in real life because I don't like NFL. Uh-huh. I don't like the UFC. Right. I don't really watch TV shows. I like to watch rap stuff, Oilers hockey, and, like, business documentaries, which is right. very boring to everybody else. So I'm, like, largely oblivious to most things, except pop culture, I know. UFC I want to chime in on, too, because as a wrestling fan, yeah, one of the things that I take offense to— sure. Is oh you must love UFC? Why? Yeah, because you like seeing guys in that's speedos it. beat on each other. But no, I mean that's not what attracts me to wrestling, and nor would that be what attracts me to, to, to mixed martial arts. I, I feel like the mixed martial arts uh, scene has peaked. It reached market saturation and oversaturation, and everybody lost interest in. Not everybody. It's still very popular. Excuse me, but it's not for me. Mm-hmm. I like the theatrics of pro wrestling. Yeah. I like what. Mayweather and uh, McGregor were trying to do, but wrestling's been doing that way better for 50 years. Yeah. So I wasn't keen on that, right? And, uh, yeah, that, that's one thing that, that offends me. You just get lumped in with, oh, sweaty you know, guys grappling, and it's not all the same. And I think another thing that, that's hurt uh, MMA is these stars don't have a shelf life long enough right. for anyone to get interested. Five in. fights and you're dead or whatever That's it, it is. And once you get knocked out, you're never the same. MMA isn't really interesting to me because I feel like it's human cockfighting. 
It is human cockfighting. Yeah, they're highly skilled cocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right? like you're like, kill the guy or 69. I don't even know what we're cheering for half the time when I'm watching MMA. I'm like, are they going to kiss? What are we? What's going on here, right? Whereas wrestling, I think, is kind of fun because it is theatrics and a little. it's a little bit more lighthearted, right? Yeah. I laugh when people say what it's fake. <laughs> I watched Friends as a kid. I didn't at any point think I was watching six people Perfect. in a New York apartment and I'm like a secret window on their life. I've also it. watched Avatar. Yep. I don't actually think that there's like 12-foot alien beings out there, yeah. although there are. We just aren't allowed to hear because the government hates us. But Toby Maguire wasn't shooting webs out of his yeah. ass in the Spider-Man So movie. why the hell are we looking at wrestling and being yeah, like, you, mm, get it. Mm. you get it. You're already in. You're already in. You understand it. that. What Wrestling's in on the joke. Yeah. Right, and the the sooner you clue into that and just enjoy it, the more you'll enjoy the product, yeah. and the more you'll enjoy life because you'll come to learn the bigger picture. That is, everything is wrestling. There are moments that happen in your life, and if you're a wrestling fan and looking at it through the eyes of those Brett the Hitman Hart sunglasses, you'll realize that you know what I'm going to have more fun with life once I embrace that ethos that everything is wrestling. Well, you're talking to Wanya. I'm the happiest guy you know. Good. Right? Connor McDavid just signed an eight-year extension. Like, what's wrong with me? Nothing. Like, yeah. we got a new arena. we got a Connor McDavid. I was happy through the decade of darkness, though. I yeah. thought Eric Cole was going to come to town and turn things around, mm-hmm. or Justin Schultz was going to win a Norris Trophy. I buy in all the time. Whatever whatever the Oilers are selling, you're I'm in. buying. I'm you're in. in, right? Like, uh, you got to. It's really, really important, I think, that you have things that you love. This is one thing we talk about enjoyment of life, right? Like, I feel bad for people that maybe you know people like this, and they're just so starchy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I go to work, and then I come home, and then I eat dinner, and then I'm counting down to when I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you doing with Where's your life? Where's the fun? Yeah. Where's the fun, right? You got to have passions. You got to have things that matter. So for me, with all wrestling, it's the same as when we started Flames Nation in 2008. How can you be a Flames Nation Network guy if you're an Oilers fan? What player? are you, an yeah. idiot? Fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. No, because I think that we're having a lot of fun at Oilers Nation, and I think that Flames fans, even though I don't like them— Deserve a place to go and talk. And in fact, we're actually pinning all of our enemies in together. And whenever a Flames fan lips me off, I remind them that with like 15 seconds, I could redirect their Precious Flames Nation to a porno site. And that's the end of it, right? Right. It's kind of cool to have that little bit of like, (laughs) fuck you guys, right? But I think that HockeyFights.com is also a really interesting proxy for for AllWrestling.com. Because HockeyFights is like the largest library of fights online. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the 2,000 top busiest YouTube channels of all time. We've had over 375 million views of fighting. It's a nice counterbalance to, like, NHL numbers, which is all stats and all coursey and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there's a time and a place for that. But I didn't also feel like nobody was really taking the side of hockey fights. There's a lot of people who love hockey fights, right? You've been to an Oilers game and seen a fight and everybody didn't stand up? Every single person. Exactly. And then the NHL is like, I don't know. Do we do we like fighting? Is it is it something that we want? Like, what are you kidding me? People don't like violence. Tell that to Dana White, who's flying overhead in his solid gold jet. The people don't like violence. Do you think it's going to be around in five, ten, fifteen years? Ah, well, here's what we've done. See, uh, we pivoted globally. So now on hockey fights, you see a lot of fights in the KHL. You see a lot of fights from the minor leagues, and we started testing that out. And what we realized is that people don't necessarily care if it's an NHL fight. They just they just want to see swinging. Wow. Right. So do I think that hockey fighting is going to be around the NHL in five years? It's tough, right? Yeah. Concussions are an issue in sport altogether. Right. You've got, you know, people who I just moved here from Russia. I just moved here from Sweden. Those guys don't necessarily want to fight all that much. Mm-hmm. The prototypical American Canadian street brawler, like the Steve McIntyre's of the world, right. who could just punch that guy from Calgary into dust on opening night. Mm-hmm. 
they have to play now. They have to be expected to, if they have a spot in the lineup, it's more guys like Milan Lucic now right. who can score 30 goals but also punch your head off your shoulders if he decides to. They'll still be in the game, but I don't think they're necessarily going to fight as much. Now, let me again point out how everything is wrestling. Yeah. The catalyst for all of this, your precious hockey players and your concussion protocols and uh, Connor McDavid's got to go sit in the dark room, was wrestling. Why, what, wow, how? It was the Chris Benoit tragedy, okay? Do you know the story of Chris Benoit? Is that the fellow who had the conky issues and then killed his family? That's exactly the story. Mm. So local guy, was a friend of Local mine. guy? Yeah, from Sherd Park. No. Yeah. I, he one of the first wrestlers I ever watched. Grew up watching him in Stampede Wrestling when he was a young buck. And one of the greatest in-ring performers ever. Terrible on the microphone. But I'm talking, you want a five-star match against a hockey stick, he could deliver it. Incredible, incredible performer. Um, but, uh, you know, after the, the horrible incidents, and this is something I struggled with personally, um, what is the silver lining? What is the good to come out of a man who murders a young child and his wife? <laughs> Podcast just took a dark turn, but we're going to yeah. come back here. And I, I struggled with that for years, and it really, really bothered me. There were some horrible details um, that I won't get into that, that really stuck with me. And this was as a result of all the concussions that he That's sustained? what they found out, right? So uh, this was a, a business where guys would regularly get cracked across the head with a steel folding chair, a legitimate mm-hmm. chair mm-hmm. shot to the head. And that's not fake. On the regular. Fake you wrestling you haters. fake that. No. There's no faking no, that. No, you're taking a There's, chair to the dome. His finishing move was a, a headbutt from the top rope. So uh, there's concussions regularly, oh, yeah. right? Regularly. So um, when he was all said and done, they had a look at his brain, and it. Uh, they said it was the equivalent of like a 95-year-old uh, Alzheimer's patient. Like they, they were stunned that he could get through an airport and get on a plane and get to where he was going. They were stunned that he could function. And to talk to him, uh, I remember I hosted a, a lacrosse game. He, they had him out for uh, the Edmonton Rush lacrosse team. And to talk to him, it just seemed like he was always really intensely interested in what you were saying. You know, there's some people that are kind of looking past mm-hmm. him. Cooler guy in the room. Chris Benoit <laughs> was like steel gaze focused. Explain this game to me. Why did that happen? And I don't know if that was a character trait or it was a symptom of what was going on in his brain. Now, all of that, the silver lining comes when they start asking questions. Right. And they go, well, what really happened here? And the initial knee-jerk reaction was, oh, steroids, right? That's where they want everyone's pumped up on the juice. It's got to be the steroids and roid rage. It had nothing to do with roid rage. It was a man whose brain had been beaten to a pulp over a a 30-year career. So then we move forward to Sidney Crosby, who had a whole bunch of concussion issues, right? And the way that they handled him was a result of... Chris Benoit bringing that, bringing that stuff into the limelight. Uh, there's some NFL things that happen as well with you know a whole bunch of suicides. And, and, and Remember Eric Lindros? Remember his Lindros, yeah. Remember when Stevens mashed him into next Thursday? But what did they do about that? Like, but that they, was like the prototypical, this before. is the first pick overall, and he has shaved years off of his career because of concussion issues. Right. I think that was one of the big wake-up calls to the NHL team. And they would have handled that differently, I think. Um, they certainly would handle it differently now. Well, now right. it's weird, right? Do you know how the NHL treats concussions now? They have, like, anonymous plainclothes spotters in the crowd. Really? And if a guy gets smoked, he can, like, I don't know, radio or fax or uh-huh. send a MySpace message. I don't know how he does it. But he'll be like, hey, that guy needs to come off. And they put him in a quiet room, dark room. I think, yeah. I, I think they're, they're trying to deal with it. This is like an evolving yeah. issue, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting when there's millions and millions of dollars involved. 
and there's, you know, massive sponsorship and the TV ratings are global all around the world. You have a much larger audience than back in the old Edmonton Gardens when Teddy Green was swinging sticks at guys and there were 6,000 people there cheering for blood, right? Like the audience is much larger. It's a different era, right? And so Chris Benoit, like you were friends with him? You knew him socially. Yeah, I met him, uh, you know, and that's one of the things that I think I'm going to be able to bring to this podcast is um, I'm not an insider. I'm right. far from it. Right. I, I have far too much respect for, for, for pro wrestlers to, to try and align myself that way. But I am someone who's had a 20-year career, career in mainstream rock radio that's done a lot of business with, with wrestling. Every You've time. been in the ring with Vince McMahon, haven't you? Uh, I was backstage with Vince McMahon, and I was in the ring while he watched me execute uh, a bikini contest, a Divas bikini contest. So, I'm not an insider. Now, if you'll excuse me, Vince well, and I are going to go judge a bikini I, contest I, in the ring. That's I'm, inside of I'm shit. I'm far from an insider, but I've had many, many opportunities over the years to be a little bit on the inside and, and just have some really cool experiences. There's not a lot of people that have been booed out of an arena. Uh, UConn sucks. It, that happened to me, and yeah. God, it was the highlight of my It was just an unbelievable the moment. The whole arena's chanting, UConn yes, sucks. But you got to know how to play them, right? So, right. Um, you get to you get to do an intro off the top of a show once in a while when the TV tapes aren't rolling. And, uh, you know, you meet with the production guy, and he goes, okay, well, uh, heads up, they're going to boo you. And I'm like, oh, no, I know. Like, I want them to. And he goes, yeah, yeah, every dick from the radio station says that. And then yeah. once bullets are flying to people are dying, it's a different story. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I I really, like, my goal is to make them boo me. What do you got planned? And I said, well, I'm going to get up there, and I'm going to reference the last time that I was in this town. You people all booed me out of here and told me that I suck. And then you pause, and they take their cue, right. and they all start chanting, you suck. You So just that's – the fans know I'm working them, and I know I'm working the fans. Yeah. And that's the fun. That's the fun in wrestling. NHL fans, we don't know the teams no. are working us over. It's exactly. When they bring in uh, UC in this year, and they're like, this guy's going to be great. And we're all like, uh-huh. Yeah. We're not in on the joke. Now, nothing wrong with UC Yokenin, but there's been some other Oilers throughout the years that they've sold us to on a plate. And, like, they have the audacity to sell a jersey of them in the store for two hundred seventy five. We're not in on the joke. Right. Wrestling fan. Wrestling fan is. So, just to jump back to the Benoit thing, um, yeah, we were friends, uh, you know— he lived in Atlanta, worked all over the world. Hometown was Edmonton, yeah, I didn't and and I got to know him over the years of just having you know uh, I, we weren't best friends, but yeah. we were we were text message yeah, friends. That's good, and uh, you know had the opportunity to meet up with him a few times at WrestleMania and when we were through town. I think he thought I was a much bigger deal than I was. Like that's not he, possible. You know, he, would come, he would come to Edmonton. He'd be like, "Oh, this UConn guy is king of the city," and I'm like. Holy shit, it's Chris Benoit, the world heavyweight champion. Yeah. So there was this like mutual misconstrued admiration for each other. Um but Isn't it nice starting to interrupt you? Isn't it nice to be in Edmonton where everyone's just like playing it off, playing it off, playing it off? And then I don't know if you spend time a lot of time in other cities and people are like, No, I'm actually like a really huge deal and I'm gonna tell you what an awesome guy I am and how famous of a lady I am <laughs> and stuff like that. And I'm just like this is very off putting. It's so nice to be home. Yeah. Nice to be home where yeah. like you could walk up to somebody in the street, bash into them, they'll tell you their story and you mm-hmm. go on your way. Right. Mm-hmm. So Chris Benoit thinks that I'm a big deal, but I'm totally not. Don't think that. I'm just Bullshit. a dick on the radio. Yeah, right? yeah. When you got your own yeah. bus ad, yeah. when you, I walked out of Rogers Place the other day, there was all these worst show ever ads lined right. up. Bit of an odd ad. I'll, I won't lie to you. I don't know if you had anything to do with that. No. But when you got ads everywhere in front of the state, in front of the stadium, you're a big deal. I think that's probably a good place to take a break. The Real Life Podcast is brought to you by SumoJerky.com. 
which I thought was a stupid business at first until I got into it. Let me just explain it. It's basically a jerky of the month club, which sounds very, very silly until you start thinking it through. So basically head over to sumojerky.com, sign up yourself, or even better, give it as a gift. Now, you're not just getting sumo jerky. What sumo jerky is, is they source like artisan handmade jerky that you would find at a farmer's market on a Saturday morning in like uh, Topeka, Kansas. Like they'll get all these strange jerkies that you've never even thought of or heard of, but it's the top quality jerkies in the world. Matter of fact, sumojerky.com has had one of the highest satisfaction ratings of any subscription service on earth since 2014. Think about artisan beef jerky showing up at your house every month, or even better yet, showing up at your dad's house every month as a gift. You get him a Christmas gift and you sign up and it just shows up every single month. He gets three types of jerky. You head over to sumojerky.com, type in your preferences so you don't get the cilantro jerky and you don't get the pineapple jerky because you got basic taste and you get pepper jerky and teriyaki jerky, but it's from Texas and it's made with love and it shows up. If you want that to be part of your life, sumojerky.com is where you need to head. So now we're back. And yep. we actually took like a good 40, no Japan that time. No, I was no, just no. talking about it. So this is a two-part show. Yeah. And this is like our ingenious marketing scheme to get the podcast launched in Canada. We tease you. Yeah. We and then we ya. give you the payoff later. So people who have listened to this podcast are like, I genuinely do not know what the fuck this podcast is about. Two weeks ago, you guys were talking about beta versus DVDs. And then last week, Jim Jerome was in here talking about the radio scene in Ottawa in 1998. And now you're blowing wrestling into my brain. Yeah, that's right. If you didn't like the first half of the show, you're really not going to like it. No. I think the second half will get much more wrestling-centric. Right, and then it'll just be like yeah. question marks above my head like in cartoons. Like, yeah, but I want you to ask those questions. Well, I've got a lot of questions yeah. about wrestling, good. but I think what I want to talk about with wrestling is going to bore a lot of people to death, but it's a good primer for the Everything is Wrestling podcast because if we're trying to attract a new audience, yeah. and we're trying to get people, like you say, who used to like wrestling them forgot about it, you use me as your proxy and be like, this guy knows nothing. Good. I'm going to explain the parameters of why wrestling is important, and I'm going to sit here and dutifully nod and ask a few questions. Perfect. All right. Well, next week, so this is this show is actually next week's show. Okay. So This gets really confusing. Super confusing. This is like trying this. to call long distance. Like, if I want to call you in Toronto, but it's two hours from uh, now. It's Mountain Standard Time, and I'm confused. Should I have called you two hours ago if yeah. I want to talk to you now in Toronto? How the fuck does this work? I'm not sure. We're going into our new show. So if you want to hear the second half, you go on to SoundCloud. Yep. You look up Everything is Wrestling podcast, I think is why we're doing it. Yep. You go on to iTunes. You can subscribe. This will be available next week. And so then, in fact, even though we're not doing a new real life for two more weeks, people won't know that. They'll feel like it's a normal, uninterrupted thing all the time. So ignore everything I said for the last 30 seconds. <laughs> you know what Michelle's doing? He's like, I'm just going to edit all that shit out oh, anyways. Yeah. I've never listened to this one is... of our shows, so I think they're like probably 43 seconds I'm... long, not minutes. And it's just Maj with his magic. I'm watching Michelle through the window here, and I'll, like, I'll do this. With my water, and he looks over at the thing to go, okay, I'm going to cut that out. And you said my real name. I said your real That's name. That's good. And Majot went right over the thing, like, I'm going to cut that out. So it's Happens funny, my, my trained ear is in sync with Majot, and he's he's all over it. So that's good. It's been fun. It's been good. Um, and, and, and it's uh, out of the world of pro wrestling from here. I'm really excited about this. See everybody on the flip side. Give this one a listen to me.
Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.